0: Hi and welcome to the Happier by the Minute podcast with Stacey Yates-Seller. Please enjoy these short snippets that are going to give you lessons on positive psychology. They are easy to understand and easy to put into your life because the more you know, the better you are and the more you practice, the happier you'll be. Thanks. Enjoy. We are talking about thinking traps, and I don't know if any of you um, have studied these before, but once you know them, then you will be able to avoid them, so that is really important, and you're going to be super shocked um, by how obvious these are and how much of a habit these are, And of course, what this is, what these lessons are, are to give you self-awareness. And then once you have self-awareness, then you can practice. Um, And when you practice, you make new habits. And when you have new positive habits, guess what? You're happier by the minute. See how that all works out, it's so great. Okay, so the other way of thinking, um, another way of uh, wording thinking traps or the way they talk about them are cognitive distortions. And today we're gonna to learn how to avoid them. So one of the main foundations of cognitive behavior therapy, a way that uh, we change our behavior, um, our thought behavior, uh, that, our, is that our moods are created by, knowing that our moods are created by cognitions. So what are cognitions? Perceptions of reality. What are perceptions of reality? Again, another way to think about it, their thoughts. And what happens when we think a thought over and over and over again? Those become our beliefs. Whether they're true or not, they become our beliefs. And some of those beliefs are distorted, okay? And how do they become distorted? They become distorted by our history, our past, by what we listen to, what we're influenced by, our family, our friends, the news, what we're reading. So it's what we put into our head Is what creates our thoughts and our beliefs. And if we put negative stuff in, guess what we're gonna get? We're gonna get negative thoughts and beliefs and negative behaviors, and we're gonna be negative and unhappy. So let us figure out how to change that. So, oh, by the way, this is a participatory webinar. This is not just sit and listen because it's super, super important that you participate. And it's, really more about just participating in this webinar. This is participating in your life. You are now conscious. You're no longer unconscious. Once you know these things, you cannot unknow them. So please, take out a piece of paper. I'm gonna give you the name of the trap. I want you to write down for each trap, when do you use this? In what area? Do you use it with your family? Do you use it at work? Do you use it with your boss? Do you use it with your friends? All those different things. Start to think about. Oh, yeah, this is one that I use all the time with my husband or my wife. Um, and then we're going to talk about what the challenging thought is—the thought that you're going to replace that uh, trap with. Okay? Because you know, it's one thing to say stop thinking negatively. Well, that is one thing, but it's not the right thing because that nobody can do that. So, what we want to teach you is how to replace that thought. And the more you replace it. The more you make it a habit, the happier you will be. That is just fact. It is just the way that it works, my friends. I know it, I am a practicer of it. It is um, how my life has completely changed. I have a lot of depression in my family. I was super depressed. People think, oh, you're just born happy. Absolutely not. Got a piece of paper and a pen. Let's talk about the first trap. All or nothing or black and white thinking, okay? When do you do this? This is the extremes when everything is all good or all bad. So instead consider that things, there are gray possibilities. So in what area of your life is when something goes bad, like if you have a fight with your partner, it's like this, this really, this relationship is the worst relationship I've ever had. Everything is horrible. Everything I do is wrong. Everything they do is wrong. Um, Or if something, somebody um, gives you feedback at work, and then it's just this is the worst job. I cannot work here. Gosh, I do that sometimes now that I think about it at work. So anyway, you know, you get sort of you spin and you start saying it's just all or nothing. And what you have to do is you have to bring your back yourself back from that edge and say, okay, this particular incident isn't great. It doesn't feel good, but. That thing that happened yesterday with my partner was really great. And that thing at work, um, that conversation that I had at work last week with that other person is really good. So you have to look for the gray or if it's all good, look for, you know, not everything is perfect 100% of the time. So, you know, I'm not saying look for the bad, but look for the balance and look for, and when you're thinking that things are all bad, look for the gray, look for, Um, what is that challenging thought to, um, this is just the worst relationship. It'll never be recovered to no, we're just having, um, a bad spot right now. And I believe we can work through it and everything always works out for me and for us. So replace it. You have to know what you're going to replace it with. You can't just say, Oh, I'm not going to think all or nothing. I'm not going to think that it's all bad. You have to know what you're going to replace it with. So again, take one second, think about where you use this, and then think about what's a different thought that you can jump to instead of, this all sucks. Um, Let's move on to the next one. And the next thinking trap is catastrophizing. So this, of course, is when you magnify something and you imagine the worst case scenario, no matter how unlikely it is in reality and that is just um you know if you're in a new relationship and you think oh my it'll never work out it'll never work out they're gonna break up with me and i'm never gonna find anybody to love me ever in my entire life and i'm gonna be alone forever and then i'm gonna get 18 cats and i'm gonna just eat cheerios and order in all the time and i'm just never gonna get out of that place That's catastrophizing. That's taking it to the extreme of how horrible it could be. And that is just a lot of fear, a lot of old beliefs, a lot of conditioning. All of these things are just habits. They're just thoughts that we have over and over and over and over and over and over over again. So we create this neural pathway. And so the only way to change that is to then is to replace it. So if there's a place where you go to a worst case scenario, oh my gosh, they um I did something wrong on that report or on that I I failed that test and so I'm going to fail this class and then I'm never going to get into that school that I want to get into. Um that catastrophe where do you do that? Write down where do you do catastrophizing? And then what's your replacement thought? Which is no Failing one test is not going to end my entire life and my entire career. Making one mistake at work is not going to get me fired. Having one, um, uh, that partner, that new boyfriend or girlfriend not texting me back does not mean that they don't like me and will never call me again and I'll never have another partner and I'll be alone forever. Where do you use that? Do you use it in relationships? Do you use it at work? And if you don't catastrophize, great. You don't have to make it up. But if you do, be aware of it and think of a replacement thought. Minimizing. That's like looking through the wrong end of the telescope and everything positive is minimized. So a great example that most of us are guilty of, and I'm going to guess that probably you do this, is um, something as simple as when someone compliments you. And they say, wow, I love your outfit. And you're like, oh, today I just got to get a target. You know what I mean? And no, you know, or they say, wow, you really like your hair today. Oh, God, I just woke up. I threw it up. You know, you're always minimizing the things that are positive. And compliments are a really great example. And it's something I do myself. So I'm really familiar with it is just learn to say, thank you. Thank you. You don't have to. Qualify anything. You don't have to qualify that you spent an hour on your hair today or that you spent no time on your hair today. All you have to do is say thank you. That is a great replacement thought for minimizing. And so if somebody do where do you do this? Do you do it at work? Where someone says, Wow, you did a really great job on that project. And you're like, oh, well, no, but I didn't, you know, spend enough time on it. And if I'd spent more time on it, then I would have made it even better. And gosh, I do that too, don't I? Okay. See, this is, I I do a lot of these huddles for myself too. Again, but I also know what that replacement thought is, which is accept the compliment. It don't have to qualify it. You don't have to apologize for it. You don't have to say it could have been better. You just say, yeah, that was great. And if you want to do better next time, awesome, but you don't have to minimize it. So accept these positive things that are happening in your life and by the way another way to maximize the positive is as you know i've talked about on the other huddles is keep a little journal where throughout the day you write down the positive things even finding five bucks getting a compliment um getting a great parking spot Instead of saying, oh, well, I just got lucky today on that parking spot. No, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. I got a parking spot right where I wanted it super fast. Write them down. That is a habit you want to create, and then more positive things will happen. You'll notice them more, and you will feel better. It is just the law. It's not my law. It's the law. Okay, another thinking trap, fortune telling, I'm pretty sure you might do this, where you predict the future and foresee negative outcomes, or it's mind reading, where you assume what other people are thinking and feeling. And so fortune telling is, I applied for that job, but there's no way I'm going to get it. Oh, well, I swiped right on that person, but they're never going to like me. Um, and you're assuming what they're thinking. No, they didn't write me back because they don't like me. They didn't give me the job because I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. Your replacement thought is, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. And I, and if you replace it with one of my favorite Abraham Hicks um, sentences is, everything always works out for me. Everything always works out for me, and so if you foresee negative outcomes and you start going down that path and you're spiraling, everything always works out for me, even if it's a negative outcome. Which who knows if it's negative, maybe you didn't get that job because there's a better job, maybe you didn't get that date because there's a better date. I'll tell you, y'all know, I had a terrible heartbreak, thought my life was over, I catastrophized, I fortune told, and then a couple years later, what happened? I met the most amazing man the man of my dreams have two beautiful children i everybody says i have the most amazing husband and it is so true he is he's just he's magic and my children are magic and i would have never believed it and so i spent a lot of time though in that rabbit hole of it'll never work out and um nobody will ever like me and I had to replace those thoughts. And that's how I attracted the life that I have now. So again, where do you use for fortune telling? And now that you're aware of it, when you start to hear yourself doing it, know what your replacement thought is. Your replacement thought is don't fortune tell, don't fortune tell. No, that's not going to work. What's your replacement thought? It is I don't know what they're thinking i don't know if it's a negative outcome i don't know what the future holds for me but i believe everything always works out for me the next thinking trap labeling this is where we attach a negative label to yourself or others instead of a mistake it's i'm a failure rather than i failed i love this one because I, I talk about it in one of my one-minute videos, which you can see for free on happierbytheminute.com, little plug. Um, but that's where if something happens, and I use an example of where you trip on a sidewalk and you are you say, God, I'm so clumsy. I always do this. I'm so embarrassed. Now people are looking at me. Or you walk and you go, hmm, there's a crack in the road. Somebody better fix that. And you keep going. Like the, the mistake is not in you, you are not the mistake. You are not the failure. And even if something doesn't go as you planned, you're not a failure. You're just navigating it. You are, I talk about it in a head in one of the huddles, you know, you're either fail or you adjust your sail and you're just moving with the wind. And so it is not um, a failure. And I don't even think it's, I failed. It's, I I'm learning something new, that didn't work. Look, we all know Thomas Edison did a lot of things that didn't work, but he never said, I'm a failure or I failed. I just know a lot of ways it doesn't work. And then he figured out that it worked because he didn't give up. So know your replacement thought, which is okay. I'm not a failure and, um, and, and don't label yourself, label situations. And then you can move to the next thing thinking trap overgeneralization. So this one, you make broad conclusions based on a single incident or a piece of advice. You believe a negative incident is likely to happen again and again and again. So this again is um, a single incident. So one person doesn't respond to, uh, your text. Okay. Nobody's ever going to, nobody ever responds to my text. Nobody likes what I write. Nobody, um, wants to communicate with me. Nobody wants to be my friend. That's really, again, this thinking super broad and that everything is happening because of this, this one little thing, one little single incident. Um, It's, you know, if you do something embarrassing, I'm an embarrassment and I'll never be able to go to that place again. No, it's it's just that things aren't that big. People don't remember things as much. Again, you don't know what people are thinking. And so it's thinking that things are impossible. It'll never work out to, yeah, you know what? It is possible. And I really can't base a conclusion just on this one tiny little incident. That's your replacement thought. No, I'm not gonna believe that everything is always um, gonna happen again and again and again, just because of this one little data point. Mm, No, again, once you're aware, then you can stop and you can take that pause and add a replacement thought before you have that one that is the habit because you've done it over and over and over again. Again, overgeneralizing, if you start hearing the words always, every time or every, every person, every time, every day, every, um, every conversation, every piece of work that I do, every test, I am always this way. They are always this way. Overgeneralizing can be about other people too. My boss is always annoying. My husband is always criticizing me. Um, My children never listen to me. Come on. That's nothing is ever, always, every time and never. So when you hear those words, you can be like, oh, wait a minute, that's a thinking trap. So um, again, know what your replacement thought is. Uh, Personalization, pretty sure that all of us have done this at some point. I'm super guilty. This is when you blame yourself for negative outcomes that usually have to do with other people or situations that are out of your control. And then you feel guilty because you confuse influence with control over, over others. For example, if your child is not um, succeeding in some class or some sport, you start thinking, I haven't done enough. I haven't... Um, been a better parent, or I should have helped them study more, or I shouldn't have had that one glass of wine when I was pregnant. Like, I mean, you can think of a million different reasons why something is your fault. Or um, if it's um, about uh, work, you know, I'm trying to think of all the different situations you guys can be in, um, but certainly uh, negative outcomes, Like, I'm trying to think of some other ones where you personalize it. Um, And again, you're thinking that you have control over other people as opposed to influence. And so that's a really big thing. And um, like about if you're in a relationship, and if they, um, you know, didn't get somewhere on time, And you start saying, oh, well, it's because I was on the phone with them and I distracted them. No, no, no. You don't control other people. You don't control their time and their power and their ability to control their lives. That's theirs. That's theirs. Now, you also have to take accountability for what's yours. But this is about not thinking that everything is your fault. Oh, just a reminder. Take notes, write down the trap when it's happening and your challenging thought or your replacement thought thinking trap, um, filtering, and tunnel vision. Love that little graphic because it's super clear. It's when you focus on the negative details while ignoring all the positive aspects of a situation. Fears, losses, and irritations become exaggerated. So for example, that's when Um, you go to the park and it's a beautiful day and there's all kinds of wonderful things to be doing. And all you're focusing on is that you forgot to bring the snack and you forgot to bring the water and gosh, I'm so, I'm so stupid. Why can't I ever remember everything? And why can't I do it all right? Instead of saying, okay, we're not going to starve. Everything's going to be fine. And you know what? Look at this beautiful day and look at this beautiful um, family and that we're all out there together. Um, you know, again, it's, um, it's, if you're at a job, and all you can think about is that negative stuff that's happening, and how horrible it is, and yet you're not thinking about that great um, client that you talked to yesterday, and how you made the day of that employee, you know, three days ago, and there is always positive, always, 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 so for as much negative as there is in the world, there is as much positive, and by the way, one thing And I know some of you don't want to hear this, but one thing that really increases filtering and tunnel vision is watching the news because it is putting this filter on you that there's so much terrible things going on in the world and it's always horrible. And there's just always this spin that there's something bad that's happening because that's all the news is. And so it puts this filter on you that, Things are bad, things are bad, things are bad, and people are bad. And you've just, if you can take off that filter and just get away from listening to that, you're gonna be able to get rid of that tunnel and get rid of that, um, uh, of, of that negativity because it is exaggerated by TV and by, by the news. Sorry. Another thinking trap is should. Yes, do you should on people? So it is really, really important that you know this word, because shoulding on people and yourself is when you have really strict rules about what others and yourself should be doing and behaving. And and what happens is that we have these expectations about what you should or I should be doing. And then when we fall short, we feel disappointed and frustrated and resentful and angry. And so you're just setting yourself up. And so again, just replace should with that would be great if, but if that doesn't happen, everything always works out for me and everything always works out for you. And so, you know, it could be that, you know, my boss should have told me that. Okay, maybe, but they didn't. So then what do you, what's next? You know, that's, One of my favorite little um, phrases I use all the time, either when I'm starting to spin or someone else is starting to spin, is I say, okay, what's next? Yeah, okay, they should have, you should have, whatever it is that you wanna should about, what's next? It, It is what it is. And so A, you can kind of try to reduce those shoulds beforehand, but if you hear yourself using should, okay, they should have, I should have, what's next? What's next is your replacement thought. Just don't go down that rabbit hole of, yeah, they should have. You're right. And don't start getting into a conversation with someone else that says, yeah, you're right. They should have. I should have. You should have. They should. What, where are you going with that? Nowhere. Okay. I'm running out of time. Um, The last thinking, or I'm not sure if this is the last one. Emotional reasoning. reasoning. You base your perception on what you are feeling rather than what is really going on. You feel tired or unhappy or disappointed or grumpy and you think everything sucks. Like you wake up bad and it sucks. You know what? As soon as you wake up and this is really, I really believe that this is the cousin to the law of attraction. So if you're basing things on what you're feeling and you're tired and you're grumpy and you're thinking everything sucks, Guess what? That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna notice the things that suck around you instead of what's good. And so again, when you're feeling tired and and unhappy, don't start spinning into all the other things that suck and that the world sucks and my job sucks and my relationship sucks. No, what are your replacement thoughts? And when I get into a spin about something being negative, I have to have my vision of, you know what? I'm not going down that path. What's my vision for what I do want it to look like? Nope. Everything always works out for me. Nope. I know how I can um, get moved past this um, struggle with my partner, my husband, my boss. And I know that um, this isn't the end of the world. And I know that it doesn't mean that there aren't great things happening out there in the world. Don't get stuck in that one. Because, um, an example again, if you feel embarrassed, it means you're an idiot. Again, that's labeling, a lot of these, a lot of these intertwine, but it's, it's the reasoning that if you are feeling some way, then it is true, it isn't. Disqualifying the positive, transforming neutral or positive experience into negative ones. Where do you do this? Is this when you have a really great date, but at the end, um, they left really quickly and you start saying, wait a minute, no, I, that didn't go really well. I'm sure it didn't go really well. Actually, they spent a long time in the bathroom. Wait a minute, they looked at their phone. No, nope, that that didn't go well. Are you taking these neutral and, posit- and positive experiences and turning them into negative? Where do you do that? I'm kind of speeding through to the end here, but I just want you to know you can always go back to these if you aren't um, if you aren't on the, um, if you sorry, somebody sent me a chat and a question. So um, if you if you didn't get all these, remember you can go to HappierByTheMinute.com. You can subscribe to the huddle; it's free, and then you have access to these. You can go through this again. You can go through it slower. You can pause it. You can rewatch it. You can show it to your friends, your husband. This would be a great thing to to go through and talk to other people about and show them. Here's the thing. Now you know. You are self-aware. That's my favorite word. Now you know what these traps are. You are in control of your thoughts. The ones that you're thinking that are negative are just habits. You can replace them. And you replace them by practicing. And you practice by replacing them. Know what you're going to replace it with. Really quickly, I'm going to now start doing a, um, at the end, I want to, people send me questions and so I want to answer them really quickly. So I might go over a few minutes, sorry, but I do want you guys to know um, that I am here for you. I'm not just in a box over here. And so people ask me questions. I put my email down there and I think that these questions might be relevant to a lot of different people. So if you're stuck, ask me. So I'm going to read a quick question. This is from Mary. And she said, I'm 55 in a dead-end job that is mentally and emotionally draining. I'd love to have my own business or at least at work, uh, work at home. If you were in my shoes, what would you do? Well, first of all, I've been in your shoes, so I know exactly what to do. And really quickly, first of all, have a vision, know where you want to go. What is it that you want it to look like? What emotionally and mentally do you want it to look like is it stimulating is it is it work what is stimulating to you is it working with kids is it working with pets is it working with elderly people is it writing is it reading is it translating is it a language first of all you have to know what is interesting to you and if you don't know what's interesting to you oh my gosh there's a TED talk for that so go on YouTube and just start watching talks like toxic Google, what interests you type in, um, yeah, doing art with macaroni. I you type it in and there's going to be a talk or a video about that. I mean, we are in such an amazing time right now that you can take your passion, whether it is for Skittles or whether it's for animals, because I have a little dog on there. Um, you can turn it into a business. Now, I'm going to be honest. Don't quit your day job until you build this up and spend time on it. You know, you're know, you going to replace what you're doing from 5 p.m. to midnight with what your passion is, and you're going to do it. And I'm going to tell you, I was up until one o'clock this morning working on Happier by the Minute because I love it. I, was, I couldn't even fall asleep for 45 minutes because I get so energized by this. So when you find it, you'll know, but you got to keep working towards it and talk to people and watch some videos. But it is about replacing the things that are your time sucks or what you're wasting your time, which is watching TV um, or or being on Facebook for four hours or, you know, scrolling through Instagram or just watching funny cat videos. You're going to replace that. You've got to do some work. And so know what your vision is, find what you love to do, and then start doing it. You just have to keep exploring it. And so that is going to just one piece in front of the other. And then you're going to take a class and then you're going to meet a person who's going to have a job for you. Or that person's going to say, Hey, I'd really like you to write articles for me. Or then you're going to meet somebody who is going to ask you to join them in in another venture, or that's going to lead to something different. So just follow the scent, but you've got to start with knowing what you love to do and what you want to do. Thanks for listening to happier by the minute podcast. Please, make the world a better place by sharing this, liking it, leaving a comment, all those things you know that we need to get help us get the message out. So I really appreciate you listening and really appreciate you helping me share the message.